Welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast with your hosts Kamande and Kigondu. Check out previous winners, including the late and great Charles 
older. Yeah, who had the timing of this episode. It's been um, uh, barely a week since he rested. Yeah. Uh, so a minute of, uh, maybe a few seconds of silence for Charles Oda. Um, and one more friend, Kai. Kai Andrews. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. May they have as good as a life as this in the next one. For sure, for sure. We can only know of this one when we're here. So with their transition, may peace and grace find their families as well. Yep. Ah, yeah. We have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. We have a we guest. Have a guest. <laughs> are they brilliant? Of course they are. <laughs> are they representing Dimadala? Oh yeah, in so many ways, in so many brilliant ways. Yeah, man. Are they busy being born? Hey, bro, it's mm. been a minute tangu tufanye hii, but ina come. Yes. Ina come. Are they busy being born? Definitely busy uh, being born. Adatagwan, adatagwan. I jump in. Brother, uh, tell us more. So ladies and gentlemen, today in uh, the studio we have a brilliant human being eh this one uyu anawea so many hats some have even discovered as i was reading up on him nico what he does that too and that as well so ladies and gentlemen our guest today is a vet by profession yes i i don't want to say the full term veterinary yeah did i get it veterinary 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 yes yeah. it is a kikuyu, the kikuyu, <laughs> veterinary. so veterinary. let's call him a vet yeah <laughs> a vet. he's a vet <laughs> by profession and an accredited chess national coach who was a formerly national chess federation treasurer who led Kenya national youth teams to the World and Africa Championships in South Africa and Zambia. And this is also quite an interesting human being because I've also just discovered he writes as well. Najua. Oh, wow. He does photography as well. Like he's into poetry, Nico. Hey, busy well, being born. What does he not do? You know? So ladies and gentlemen, we bring in uh, with a round of applause, Najua. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you the one and the only Moses. AKA Vet Musa. Karibu sana. Thank you, thank you so much. Good to have you with us, Fazi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, it's a pressure to be, yeah. to be here. It's a pressure. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. How did you end up in vet school? You know? Well, uh, I think vet school, uh, it's a long history. Uh, started off in high school. High school, I was... Uh, I was into a club that I think many would call World Drive Clubs of Kenya. Mm -hmm. So there's that club where you're given uh, a certain card uh, during our days to access certain national parks. And then uh, I remember in uh, Form 3, we had, uh, there was an essay competition uh, from the World Drive, you know, clubs of Kenya. And then I participated. Uh, uh, I was ranked number three nationally. So I had the pressure of uh, summiting Mount Kenya with uh, with some of the boys from my school, mm -hmm. uh, St. Joseph in Gedongori, Kiambu County. And uh, kind of now the love of, uh, you know, animals, uh, you know, it kind of was nurtured well in high school. I think that's why I can say the love of, uh, you know, animals came in. Plus, also, I love biology and chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the genesis of uh, my interest in uh, uh, veterinary medicine. And so, at that point, did you become very clear that Mimi Nikimaliza High School, when you're feeling in, do you remember the job papers? I remember. 
um, were you very clear that mimi hakuna kitu mimi kufanya i just want to go to kafete those are those other options mm. i remember those option an option for kenya school of mass communication those are option and uh, but my father really fought hard for me to be in vet school you know for him he said that this is a job that uh, you know literally put in it you 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 will go with it even even in your old age mm-hmm. yeah and uh, i think there's there's a lot of influence uh, from uh, from my father who i think also loves farming because i come from an area where you know pig farming is huge kabete uh, sub county there are quite a number of uh, you know small scale farmers here and there and there are quite many so it's a busy it's a busy sub county when it comes to farming of uh, in regard to small scale farming Yeah. Yeah. And so how where did you find yourself in Kabete I assume or Yeah, 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 yeah. Went to the vet school in Kabete. Mm-hmm. Uh we used to call it Kabete Ngombe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I get the joke. Get the joke. Imagine, <laughs> this joke was in my play. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. I don't I don't get this joke, but the playwright <laughs> may insist. Yeah. Now it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. for context, um the University of Nairobi has a couple of campuses. Two of them are in Kabete. Ulo Kabete and Napakabete, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for ease of navigating unasema yeah. kuna kabete pesa mm. na kabete ngombe <laughs> yeah. yeah so kabete pesa is where there is business school uh, and then kabete ngombe is where there is vet, uh, vet, the vet school yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting and nutritional sciences and horror yeah 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 mm. so i think kabete is well known uh, someone told me that uh, if you go to certain parts of the world and then you say you are from kabete they relate the place to uh, you know uh, animals let's say the you know the great animals plus also if you come to Kabete we also have uh, the one of the oldest artificial insemination stations uh, in Africa mm. uh, which previously was called the Central Artificial Insemination Station now it was uh, it's it was renamed to Kenya Agricultural Genetic Resources Center hey. Kagri yeah? mm. so i think Kabete is more of uh, animals animal health because there are so many institutes that are you know that they're just neighboring each other you know you have the vet schools you have the laboratories then you have the artificial insemination you know stations mm. yeah. a really bad joke these guys were doing ai before ai was cool yeah <laughs> weke cricket hapa bo hapa weke cricket tafadhali okay how long were you in vet as we are getting over that how long were you in vet school and how was that experience for you the experience was good uh, let's say for about that should be four years there internship so let's say three uh, around let's say five years <laughs> and then plus also i think after that i've done quite a number of other courses Uh, uh, a course in animal welfare from University of Edinburgh so a number of courses eh? some are online some are on site so vet school is more of, you have to upgrade yourself each and every time you know things are changing diseases are changing so it's a it's always a learning experience eh? for yeah. many side yeah are there specialization and sorry we just went on this tangent yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. know we'll find our way back huh? yeah. are, are there a, couple, a lot of questions actually not even a couple are there specializations and is there one that you've picked out that you've said okay this is my 
area of expertise? I think my area of expertise is, uh, let's say more of a clinical work, uh, coming from an area where they are quite, where there's need for animal treatment. Eh? So most of the time, I think you've seen some vets in your villages where they move from one homestead to the other. So that's what I do. I love that mobile, we call it mobile veterinary or field work. Mm. So field work, you, I get a call from you, I come to your place. I get a call from Martin, I, from Martin, I go to his place. So the others will also consider station-based. The other vets will also consider being employed in drug uh, companies. But I think for me, field work helps me a lot because I'm, I, I've been in an area where there are a lot of small-scale farmers, uh, and the area, the area is densely populated. I'm actually able to cover, let's say, like uh, some cases in the morning, veterinary cases in the morning. Uh, during the hours, I'm able to do something else. So it, it uh, it's very diverse. Veterinary is very diverse. We also have people who move in into laboratory work. So it's very diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose the next question is, what are some of, if any, the lessons that you've learned from your field work and from your vet work that you think that you carry with you in regards to application in life? I think at the vet school, uh, there's, a less, there's a topic that we call, let me call it a unit. Uh, it's called extension. And then uh, it's actually the first uh, unit that you do and the last unit they also do. So it's in all the semesters. Uh, so extension is part of sociology. And... Uh, I never understood the reason why it had to be put in all the units, uh, from unit one to the final unit. Uh. But uh, it came to me that, uh, you know, when we graduated and we were authorized now by, you know, the Kenya Veterinary Board that you can go out and work for, you know, for the farmers and to save the lives of the animals, etc. It now comes to, to light that, the school was actually preparing us even more on how to handle people. And that's why <laughs> the first unit in vet school is extension work, which is part of sociology. And it's a unit that you go with until you graduate. Because once you, are, you understand people, you even understand the animals. Because when you go to treat an animal, you need the history of the animal. And sometimes you might be called, uh, let's say, you know, a cow has died probably while giving birth. You know, everyone is shocked. So as a vet, you have to be trained. How now do you handle, you know, those scenarios? Eh? Because you are meeting people who already are in a sobre mood because they've lost an animal and you need some information from them. So vet school is more of uh, the animal side is there, but there's also a lot of emphasis on how to relate with people on a day-to-day -day activities yeah i'm curious about specialization yeah yeah um so yeah you've 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 shown us how different practitioners might decide to you know specialize maybe in the what you're doing now yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe pharmacy and all that yeah but the question for me would be do you also specialize in terms of animals Ama, once you learn, once you, learn, once you do vet school, you're like open to all animals. I'm going to cook. I think one, once you graduate, uh, at the vet school, you, you're able to, uh, you know, 
kind of cover all the species of animals eh? so you'll get you'll get a vet who's uh, you know doing the large animals the small animals so i think once you graduate you are comfortably able to cover all the all the animal species eh? including uh, snakes eh? a branch that we call herpetology yeah so they are now uh, i think after now you graduate you know it now comes to the hands on eh? there are people who will go to certain areas where there are more pigs or what we call swine in uh, a more official language there are people who will go now to areas where there are more dairy animals so they kind of tend to specialize now more on those species yeah dogs sharot mose yeah another moses another moses yeah, yeah. yeah. actually who's a vet um, exactly. but he specializes in canines yeah in canines yeah mm. yeah yeah so it depends with the area that you are in uh if you go to to let's say in garissa you'll get that uh, vets in that place they able to specialize more on camels mm. if yeah, you go to yeah, where yeah. it's donkeys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the actual vets who probably might graduate uh, and because they've not had a hands on on let's say pigs uh, then you 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 realize probably they'll tell you no i don't have such so much cases uh, then i'll have to refer you to someone else who well who is well you know vast, vast with, uh, uh, you know with the hands on yeah because i think uh, veterinary profession besides uh, uh you know studying school uh, you know theory and practicals uh, the hands on is very very important after you graduate yeah mm. yeah speaking of uh, the sociology aspect of it eh? yeah um have you noticed different behaviors with different owners kama owners wa ngombe wanakuanga hivi then owners wa chihuahua wanakuanga this way is is there that ama ukikodiwa case uko oh jesus ni hawa watu nini yeah yeah do you associate people with the, the animals they keep for pets ama for commercial use etc yeah I, i've seen quite a number of cases uh, i think it depends with the with the how people deal with shock when comes to let, let's say particularly you know cats and dogs uh, i've seen uh, you know people cry when they lose the you know the pets when comes to large animals it's quite a different case you'll get uh, the sobre mode is not that high but in uh, in pet let's say you know dogs and uh, cats you know etc these are uh, you 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 you'll get the, 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 yeah, the, the owners are really stressed when something happened by in large animals uh, i think the shock the, the owners are able to handle the shock quite well yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, i'm really sorry i'm smiling yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but proceed yeah so yeah. so yeah yeah different scenarios and i think also how people are even brought up to handle shock when something happens mm. if an animal fails sick or if you happen to lose an animal so i think it depends with uh, individuals they also i've also heard of you know stories whereby probably you know the vet has attended to a certain animal and uh, you know people are not happy with him or her and uh, you know probably they've checked chased him out <laughs> of the home you know different uh, there are different scenarios when it comes to field work mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and you really have to be prepared for what can happen yeah yeah um so let, let's sort of double click on your day to day as a 
you know, a vet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, every day you get up and what? What happens? Do you get calls from people within, I assume you're working within the Kabete sub-county. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how does your typical day look like? I think my typical day is uh, is more of, uh, if I've not planned for something, uh, I've not diarized something, uh, then uh, I'm always ready to to for the emergencies. Uh. But being in an area where there are quite a number of, uh, like I said, small-scale farmers, with uh, 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 and also an area where there are varieties of animals, uh, you know, from dogs, cats. Kabeta uh, is quite cosmopolitan. Uh, the people who, who stay there, they you'll get dairy farmers, goats, sheep. So, on a typical day, let's say, if if the cases are not urgent, uh, and then probably you tell me, you know, come on a certain day, I need you to come and deworm my animals. Probably I'll not treat that as an urgent case. Eh? I might tell you, let me fix you on Wednesday in the morning. Then uh, if it's a very urgent case and let's say like I'm held somewhere, then uh, I might refer that case to a vet who's within. But uh, once you're in field worker, then uh, the cause and the emergencies determine your next move. Mm. Because... Uh, if you're heading uh, somewhere to deworm some animals and a call comes to go and help a cow, let's say, deliver, then you have to know, go and save their life, and probably you can do the deworming end, you know, the vitamins injection the, the, the following day. But most of the time, I usually have my set day, and then as the emergencies come in, I'm able to, you know, fix them. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Is there is there a jurisdiction? Is there uh, this is the farthest I could go? This is my area, and maybe ni me cross over into someone else's territory. I'm a, being a vet, practicing vet. You can go anywhere within the borders of a country. Uh, being a vet, it means now you've uh, once you've graduate, you you are licensed by the Kenya Veterinary Board. The Kenya Veterinary Board is uh, a board that was uh, formed through an act of parliament, so that means you are entitled to practice anywhere in Kenya. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, nowadays we have what we call, uh, we call telemedicine, where probably uh, a client has uh, an animal that probably is sick or something like that. You know, they can send you some photos, you know. Zoom. Zoom. So, so <laughs> you 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 might save an animal due to the emergency of technology yeah in the middle of the night when uh, when where there is no vet available mm. you might save an animal simply because of the digital advancement that we have in Kenya yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you stay updated because I, I assume that similar to what's happening on um the human side of things uh, physiology and all the development of new pathogens viruses mm ailments, technology as well. We're learning yeah. new things every single day about the human body and human anatomy. Um, I, I presume that the same thing is happening on the animals. And now yeah. it's even a wider scope of things, yeah. right? Because now you're not just talking about one species. Yeah. How, how do you stay? You mentioned, I remember when you were starting out, you doing different courses after you graduated. So I pre how do you stay updated with, with all the progress that's happening? I think when it comes to to animal health, the the you know the vast of uh, disease emergence, the wide 
gap is uh, the gap is quite large you might have <clears throat> an emergency of a new disease you know a critical disease might occur anytime but of importance is that we have what we call the continuous professional development courses uh, offered by the government and you're able to you know to attend them and you're also given points so once you attend those uh, courses you are given points for you to be retained in the register of uh, those who are uh, accredited accredited so just graduating and uh, getting uh, been given uh, a certificate by the Kenya Veterinary Board is not enough so here you there are some uh, points that you need to have uh, and these points you get them once you attend those uh, professional development you know courses uh, mm. once you attend them then you are able to be kept in the register or what we call to be retained uh, in the register and then uh, like for me Major I practice in uh, let's say my epicenter is Kabete sub county so the veterinary officer of Kabete sub county knows me plus all the other vets who practice in, within the the sub county so if for instance I come across uh, a case of what we call notifiable diseases uh, notifiable these diseases these are diseases once if you able if you spot them as a vet uh, then uh, you should give an alarm to the government as fast as, as possible Uh, and one of the diseases is uh, foot and mouth and another disease that we call the lumpy skin disease so if i come across a case like that uh, so immediately i should alert the government agencies that there's this disease in this area and the government agencies are able to do what we call a quarantine ah uh, so they intervene yeah meaning no animal can move out of that area mm. to another new area yeah mm. So the process is there of uh, of uh, of how sh- we should safeguard ourselves and on how we should uh, notify the government when it comes to what I've called uh, notifiable diseases. Notifiable diseases. Yeah. Okay. And and outside of the government resources and the accreditation um any other resources because I assume there is also a lot of science coming out. Pub- pe- people are publishing papers in regards mm. to animal health. Um, are you staying up to date with that is it a requirement is it something that is maybe good for your own professional development how how do you see that mm. i think when it comes to research uh, uh, luckily we have a uh, very good internet in kenya information is always on our tip shout out to bitangendem yeah. directly <laughs> yeah did the thing so when it comes to information i think we are quite ahead compared to other african countries because uh, there are quite a number of uh, veterinary based e libraries uh, that uh, even if you come across a case that probably your friend or your colleague in Kenya is not able to access well and determine you have an access of uh, other vet officers from around the world who you can share you know the information with we also have whatsapp group of vets all over the world oh wow yeah so <laughs> that's why it has reached mm. so i think the internet is uh, it's quite a boom for for our for our sector i remember i had a case in uh, north macedonia so the story goes like this uh, i I, rec- i received a text on facebook uh, and then uh, i received a text on facebook via my friend uh, who comes from uh, kabete sub county 
and then uh, she was in Dubai. And then while in Dubai, she, her boyfriend was from North Macedonia. And then now this boyfriend, they have a farm in North Macedonia. And then there was this outbreak of a disease that we call mastitis. It was in sheep. And we were able to do the diagnosis via the, tele, the telemedicine on WhatsApp, on the WhatsApp platform. And uh, the case was successful. So it means now with the internet and uh, the foundation that has been laid in Kenya in regard to the internet, we've, uh, services can be offered anywhere in the world. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And I was paid for that. That's what I was about to ask. Are the rates still the same? There's something extra. The government, uh, I don't want to talk too much. I know there's someone who's... We hear you loud and clear. Telemedicine is something that the government has not thought about. Yeah. So I might talk too much and the status might hear me. They do listen. They do listen. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> as, as maybe we, we we wind up this. So we switch. We switch, yeah. we switch yeah. gears to yeah. something else. Huh? Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. We we just went into vet, veterinary. Yeah. yeah. And and ran with it. Um. What have some? What are looking back at your career so far? What are some of the highlights? Um. Of this practice that is one very very important mm-hmm. to not just Kenya but the world. Um. But also something that you're very passionate about. I, I think when it comes to veterinary medicine, uh, not so many people want to get into it. That's number one. There's uh, the thing of I don't want to work with animals. Plus, uh, you know, I don't want to interact with so many people. It's a career where you interact with so many people of all ages. So while in school, we, we had quite a number of people who dropped out. Uh, it, so it's a, it's a full-time course, meaning you might not even get time to do other things. And uh, I think a highlight of uh, of veterinary medicine in modern times uh, is, uh, you know, the emergence of technology and how we are able to connect with vets around the world and uh, putting into mind that, uh, you know, you know, technology has been changing uh, how even, uh, you know, disease, diseases are approached. Uh, I think if I compare the earlier vet and the digital vet, uh, this, uh, this is quite a milestone because for us, uh, uh, work is more easier because, uh, you know, with the touch of the tip of your finger, you're able to reach to a vet because there's a telephone. Uh. Mm. And then uh, the milestone is that uh, you are able, I'm able to do veterinary work and uh, probably also do other things uh, on the same day. So we might meet outside and uh, already I've done, probably done some two or three cases and I'm able to create other, you know, other time for, you know, other things. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of, I think the most important, what I've uh, gained from uh, veterinary medicine is that it has uh, enabled me to continue with uh, the other skills uh, that I have to advance the other skills that I possess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be a really good segue. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. Into the other skills. Into the other skills. You know? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, but let me let me not jump in as directly. Uh, I'm a little curious about wh- what you guys as a practicing vets are doing mm. in terms of popularizing this. Because it's not as popular to the kids, I imagine, 
Yeah, I, I am yet to hear a child who's like, even growing up, I don't remember uh, a child saying, this is what I'd like to do. Maybe so, in Kabete. Maybe kids in Kabete who've grown up around know, the farms. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I guess. But probably it's just around me. But Same here. Uh, I never there, had anyone. You never did yeah. as well, yeah? yeah? Are there things that are being uh, done to popularize this path for the younger ones, uh, maybe in high schools, in primary schools, etc.? You know, uh, veterinary medicine hit a dead end uh, in relationship to the city buzzer, the mm-hmm. Kenyan uh, system. What happened is that uh, we did away with agriculture. Personally, I remember at class four, we would do different. Uh, I, I did actually agriculture, and I remember we would do you know different types of breeds: the Angus cows, mm. uh, Gansi, the Jersey. I remember that. Yeah, at, actually at Zebu. class four, class, yeah, class yeah. four, class five. Uh, so we've had a session whereby, uh, at primary level, it was even very hard to entice the kids uh, to take up agriculture, because even the subject itself is not being taught. Mm. But uh, I think with the new competency-based curriculum, the CBC, I've seen now, you know, kids uh, as, you know, as as uh, as old as uh, six years, you know, even five years, the pre-primary, uh, the lower primary, you know, agriculture and other important uh, life skill subjects have been introduced at a very uh, mm-hmm. young age. So... I've also seen the, I remember in my time we had the 4K club. 4K club, mm. yes. Yeah, so it kind of, uh, you know, helped people or even uh, opened up the minds of people to venture into agriculture and uh, veterinary medicine. It was done away with when we had the five s- subjects. But I've seen now CBC has now brought in the 4K club. Oh, okay, does. club is yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hey, back. Hey, it's <laughs> wait. It's Moses, back. Are you saying? Yeah. Good th- are you t- saying good things about CBC? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, club is back. <laughs> I've not heard yeah. this version. Finally, from. there is someone who's yeah, like, yeah, okay, club is back. Yeah. It's launched. Yeah, yeah. It's back. It's back in school, and uh, we are hoping. Uh, I think another thing thing to understand is that now you know agriculture is a devolved function. It's under the the county governments. Eh? Mm. So we, we, we are hoping as we move on, eh, the county government will be able to, you know, fund these 4K clubs and even uh, entice, uh, you know, some of us uh, veterinary officers and other professionals who probably might have one or two hours to visit some schools and, uh, you know, offer guidance on how one can apply and, uh, you know, you know, life, you know, being a vet how it is. Yeah. 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 yeah the so. more they see it. I'm a start a YouTube channel, which you actually had at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But for a different <laughs> reason, let's talk about that reason. <laughs> so just to give a background to the audience about how you and I met, or at least how we ended up having you here is because we happen to teach uh, uh, at the same school, you oh. know? Yeah, we do. <laughs> We do, in fact, Leonie Monday, so to me talk a session in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do speech and drama for uh, young kids in different schools. And there's this one where I met Sita Wapalag. I'm not trying to market them for today. Uh, anyway, especially because I'm about to leave the institution. Mm. So right before uh, I real, uh, well, right before I did the leaving, which I'm yet to, Nilikua, oh, it would be so dope to have this guy with us because I find him fascinating. He knows a bit about 
a bit of everything unajua sasa tumetoka mm. tukongea juu ya wenyeji niko how would you know wenyeji unajua mm. coming up we've spoken a little about uh, growing up in kabete so at some point we'll definitely talk about that but the reason we bumped into each other was the teaching of chess and every time we speak kumbe kuna country alienda i had to google him niende oh Kumbe I'm, I'm out here interacting yeah. with a world champion yep. Nasiju. Yep. You know so tell us a bit about how chess ends up in your life. Unajua already we see a young passionate young man into agriculture and 4K and all that. At what point does uh, 4K uh, at 4K chess come yeah. in? And before we leave science and yeah. teaching I think it's an a pretty uh, appropriate point mm. to bring in our sponsors for this episode oh, yeah. which speaks to exactly <laughs> this. This episode ladies and gentlemen is brought to you by Funky Science. Funky Science designs science sessions and kits to support children in enhancing their scientific skills. Their goal is to make practical learning solutions affordable and accessible empowering young minds to explore the wonders of science. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. So, um reach uh, reach out to Funky Science, um funkyscience.co.ke, F U N K E S C I E N C E.co.ke. And yeah, let's keep educating our young ones on all these things, science, yeah. agriculture, etc. I'm sure Funky Science have some experiments around agriculture as well. They probably do. Yeah, they do. Mm. Yeah, you can check them out on their uh, TikTok and TikTok social as well. media. Yeah, everywhere they are Funky Science, Funky Science, Funky Science everywhere. Yeah, yeah. so let's jump from yeah. science, agriculture, veterinary medicine into chess. Chess, another complex subject altogether. I've never I've never understood chess. You, yeah? you and me both. Bro. <laughs> you too? Yeah. Yeah. So my simplest question would be brother, are, are yeah. people who know chess way better than the rest of humanity? There are people who know chess better no, than no. the rest of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Nizar, let's let it go. How did you get into chess? Uh, uh, I've been in sports. I think uh, number one, I've been uh, I've been in sports for quite a number of years from my young age, though I was playing football. And then uh, so I remember in Kabete we had uh, you know those football tournaments sponsored by you know different embassies and then uh, so let me just say that I have a very solid uh, sporting background and then uh, then we even done some anti doping courses <laughs> we won't even get into that <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so going to high school uh, high school I remember there was a project we called it it was called uh, smase sponsored by the japanese mm, government uh, smase it was yeah, like through jaika uh-huh. mm. yeah mm. and then uh, our high school was uh, chosen to be part of the you know let's say we can call it a headquarter uh, and then uh, so what happened is that uh, these guys brought in some mind games uh, which actually included chess scrabble and all that uh, I had a very small background of chess back then at least you know knowing how the pieces move and things like that how did you know that uh, it kind of uh, in the in the family background uh, you know at home we had different sets you know the ones our parents usually buy you know they buy scrabble boards uh, they buy chess sets draft. Uh, yeah, draft, draft yeah yeah so along the way you are, you, you you know you are told by by the parents how to you know make the moves although not at the master level but at least you have the basics, basics. yeah and these are your parents yeah yeah, okay. yeah 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 actually my father 
yeah but uh, now in high school uh, you know this this science project and then you have the chess boards and then now you also meet people now who've been exposed to quite high level chess so that's how it came up so we we do some friend raise with uh, you know other schools so back then there was no whatsapp I think the mobiles my mobile phones early 2000 the mobile phones were quite low amongst the population so it was not quite easy for i think organizers to even organize the chess tournaments but once in a while you do friendly tournaments and then uh, information would come in at some point and you do some tournaments in Nairobi so it kind of now brought in the love for you know for chess then when i went to you know veterinary school uh, i met a very active chess club mm, so yeah yeah mm. yeah so i did away with uh, you know i would do in fact i remember in veterinary school i never played football <laughs> but it was all about you know study and chess and then uh, we would uh, you know move around uh, uh, different areas of the countries uh, you know playing the game mm. where it where it was possible uh, i remember if we we would go for some field work we would always call a chessboard then in the evening uh, we do some uh, you know chess games so i think uh, the foundation of my chess major i can say it's uh, the high school part yeah interesting this is so much credit to give to your high school it feels <laughs> like you had a really credible experience shout out to saint joseph gibongori joseph yeah. hey look wow. at that are they are they, are they uh, I, i look at them we should yeah. we should um, are, they, are they still as active am i you yeah they are they are definitely they should be they should be yeah really loves masse they should be i'm not sure probably you know though <laughs> hey, no alumni clearly mnafakurichao tumseme mmetujenga but still a good school okay yeah. <laughs> let's talk about chess like chess is uh, a respected uh, sport across the globe yeah? yeah yeah so in football we have kff rugby i'm sure mm. have theirs rugby or rugby? rugby world yeah. rugby mm. now kenya wanajitaji Kenya KRU Kenya Rugby Union Rugby Union mm. yeah. yeah so is there such a structure for for, for chess uh, in uh, our country at least yeah yeah in Kenya in Kenya the uh, chess is managed by a body that we call Chess Kenya okay uh, Chess Kenya those are the people who manage all the chess activities in Kenya mm-hmm. they are even the people who you know license the arbiters and then uh, the habitats are, are like the referees, the referees uh, yeah, yeah, and the coaches okay. <laughs> they certify them uh, we also have uh, what we call the fide f i d and then a for mm-hmm. egg fide mm. or what we call uh, majorly we call it the world chess federation and then the acronym is fide which is latina mm. so we just call it fide or Look the world chess guys yeah. are so complicated <laughs> yeah how do you latin the world chess federation <laughs> so it's a body that was formed in 1924 in paris france where different countries came in and then formed now the world chess federation mm. you know they set the rules of the game they also certify the trainers na via your national federation so actually the world chess federation in all the federations uh, it's uh, the federation that has the highest number of members it's uh, it surpasses even uh, fifa oh, the wow. federation for the football yeah. yeah so there are so many countries that uh, play the game of chess and they are aligned to the world chess federation 
Yeah. And, and the reason I ask is because I realize there's a network around uh, eh, the, the, the way you arrange <coughs> games and competitions. Yeah? yeah. So could you break it down from, say, school level to higher levels up till, say, country and beyond? Yeah. Uh, let's say, uh, let's start with, uh, let's say you have a school. Yeah. Uh, if you have a school that uh, has chess, eh? Mm. The first point is, uh, and you want to play, uh, you want your kids to play internationally. The first point is uh, what we call the regional tournaments. So the regional tournaments have happened in different counties, uh, and then uh, if there are these are there are certain rules. Probably they might say for a person to qualify to the nationals, you need like a minimum of two points. That's a, a win of two games out out of let's say six games. Uh. So if the child manages let's say two points they now head to what we call the national uh, finals uh. then after the national finals uh, the top three they now represent the country to what we call the african youth chess championship then the african youth chess championship we now go to the world youth chess championship in chess also we have what we call the open tournaments uh. you know seniors and juniors can take part for example, we have what we call the Kenya Open. Kenya Open was uh, last year. Kenya Open it was won by I think a guy from the U.S. and it had a huge controversy where there's a guy who you know a man who dressed. You know, I remember yeah, this story. There's yeah. a man who dressed like a woman. Yeah, I remember this <laughs> oh, story wow. in the yeah. Kenya Open. Yeah. So it kind of the story, the story really. Uh, you know, made uh, chess a viral subject mm. <laughs> all over the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember this yeah. story. So, so there are different, uh, there are different uh, tournaments, open tournaments, individual tournaments, school tournaments. So, and uh, Kenya, as per now, I think uh, we are ranked uh, top five in Africa when it comes to chess activities. We actually top five in Africa when it comes to chess activities. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which other countries are in the top five? I think we also have uh, top five. Uh, we have uh, South Africa. We have Egypt, of course. Then uh, Algeria. We have Tunisia, uh, Nigeria. Oh, I so wanted to ask Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. The big boys in football are also actually the big boys in <laughs> <laughs> in, yeah, chess. in chess, <laughs> yeah. In chess. So it shows their foundation in sports. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let, let's quickly maybe touch on your journey. Yeah. Um, go back to your journey of chess after Kabete. Yeah. So how, how do you? What's your path from Kabete? Um, do you compete? Um, and how do you find yourself as a coach? Okay. What's that part like? This is my story now. Uh I think after veterinary school, definitely I started. Uh, I used. I've never been employed. So after veterinary school, there's a, there's a trick that I used. Uh, like for veterinary, I, I, I started with, uh, you know, offering uh, free seminars, I remember, to farmers. Uh, like I would use my church and then on a certain Sunday, I'll tell people that uh, on this day I'm going to train you on dairy management. And that's how I got clients. Eh? Now, when it comes now to chess, eh? I remember there's, uh, there's an organization that's called Kabete Cares. Uh, that, uh, it's a society in Kabete that was promoting and nurturing talent. Eh? So I joined them in 2004. 
and then uh, once in a while I would uh, we would train kids in schools you know free of charge uh, even in my former primary school in Kabete I remember I did uh, quite a number of training for kids who also excelled well and then uh, at some point during the national government before 2010 when the new constitution was from what promulgated, promulgated. promulgated. Mm. Uh, i remember with uh, my my activities uh, my volunteer activities at uh, the local primary school uh, pulled in interest uh, from uh, the sub county sports officer then then uh, i remember I was being given some uh, you know remittances and then uh, from there uh, there was a gap uh, during the elections for the national body the chess kenya then uh, you know i vied, vied for some position i was approached by one guy who was uh, vying for the chairman's uh, uh, seat and that's how i got into the national federation and that's what was in, the seat uh, the seat was a treasurer seat the national executive committee wow yeah that was in 2013 and then i think uh, from 2013 we were able to take uh, the national youth team to south africa durban in 2014 and then i also took the national team youth the youth team to uh, zambia lusaka in 2015 and uh, so many missions around the world you know spreading the game of the, of chess but i think uh, the success that I saw is that uh, you know I was able to set up uh, a path uh, by volunteering early in life. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's a lesson there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, now during my time in uh, in uh, in the federation and even prior to that, that's when I did you know the the courses for you know coaching. And then uh, around 2014-2015 when WhatsApp came in, we now started having a boom of chess in Kenya. Because now you know we have the internet, this uh, Facebook, this this and these. And then now the need for you know schools so chess as a sport that they can also use to you know to help their kids uh, in terms of logical thinking thinking and uh, analysis and strategy you know, yeah and strategy you know, so so that's how i got now to be training uh, different schools now considering that uh, my vet job is uh, not really fixed uh, so i'm able to balance the same mm. yeah flexibility yeah 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 okay. yeah yeah um a few okay. questions just around chess as a sport because like you know Matu and i here i'm mm. glad i'm not just by myself let me see mjinga peke yangu um, we're not very good at chess. <laughs> no. mm. yeah. What does it take for one to be a good chess player? Uh, chess number one is uh, it's an art. So it means you have to study. It's a never you, you, you really have to study day in, day out. You, you know, you continuously need to be studying. It has so many books. In, the, in fact, chess is uh, the number one sport in the world which has so many books. I, I don't think there's any other sport that books have been written about it eh? uh, more than chess. So number one, uh, chess creates, uh, you know, 
the urge to study more and then uh, if i let me come i think simply if i come to the benefits of chess uh, we usually say that anyone can learn chess no matter the age you can learn chess at some point you know provided uh, you have someone good to guide you and someone who understands your ability and they're able to see you know this person if i take him slowly there's a fast learner there's a slow learner so your coach will be able to to understand uh, by actually uh, within the first lesson now the benefits are you know critical thinking these uh, the cognitive power you also you also able to build up what we call imagination you also able to build up what we call you know pattern recognition like in chess uh, these these uh, you, you you can win a game by checkmate checkmate is whereby now the king is surrounded the king has nowhere to hide mm. you can win a game by your opponent resigns you can win a game by your opponent's time is over so in chess time is also very very important huh? when you're making your moves you usually use what we call a chess timer so when you do a move you're able to hit the clock or you know how long is the time because yeah, i normally see yeah, it depends the move and then the yeah. yeah it depends uh when it comes to time and uh, when it comes to chess and timer we have what we call bullet chess huh? bullet chess is one minute so there are people who are very good in bullet chess that's only one minute huh? and then uh, from there we have uh, what we call rapid chess that's uh 30 minutes and below uh 30 30 minutes 15 minutes to make one move no no for the whole for game, game. Oh, for the whole for, game yeah okay. for the whole game okay. so we have a uh, bullet chess one minute then we have uh, rapid 15 minutes and below and then we have what we call classical chess whereby probably you have one and a half hours i have my one and a half hours to uh complete the game so classical chess is loved by so many people because you know you have time mm. to make your move So so that's how chess now relates uh, with timer. This is another <coughs> in in uh, like I said we have uh, in chess teaches you pattern recognition uh, or what uh bookmakers uh, in the betting industry call algorithms. Mm. So pattern recognition is chess is whereby you you are able to master certain patterns that can lead to a checkmate or to a game being over. Like we have uh, what we call the scholar's mate, where you can finish a game. If if you don't know the scholar's mate, uh, then a person who knows it can finish the game within some minutes. <laughs> so we have also what we call the Anastasia mate. So these are ways. How do you like? The, these are combination of pieces. Uh. <laughs> so teachers teaches you how to combine the pieces or pattern recognition. Mm. Sometimes when you are playing the game, you force someone. To, to to a certain pattern so that you can finish the game mm. <laughs> in that pattern yeah. and uh, this, this is, pattern i suppose is not fixed because it, it's, it's yeah. there the, the a lot of random things yeah. that maybe your your competitor might be doing mm. that might sort of shift the pattern yeah no? yeah mm. yeah, yeah the, your competitor definitely will also have studied the pattern because mm. they also mm. yeah, yeah 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 and they they, they also they also train but what you're going to do is that you might use tricks you might use what we call sacrifices uh, in chess you also meet players who probably 
they'll be given a sacrifice like uh, you give them uh, a very valuable piece like a f- uh, queen and you finish the game you still win <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so when it comes now to certain uh, to the pattern uh, to, to to the patterns uh, it's for you who's spearheading the pattern uh, to try all the maneuvers so that uh, probably you can finish the game with a, with a, with a checkmate the benefit of this in life is that uh, you are able to recognize uh, you know a safe place as but what is happening it gives you a cognitive power like if you enter a certain place you're able to study you know the scenery is very fast and then uh, chess also gives you a very important aspect which we call retrograde analysis so retrograde analysis is whereby in chess we say that whenever you finish a game analyze the game see where you made the mistakes if you also won the game analyze the game see probably the best move that you would have done and then uh, we have the benefit of the internet nowadays we have what we call chess engines eh? so they are able to help us such that if i play a game and i finish the game i'm able to see why did i go wrong here i'm also able to see instead of this move i would have done a better move than this one so retrograde analysis in life helps one to you know you flash back in chess we always say that uh, it pays to look back than to look forward so for us chess players we always uh, if an event happens uh, we usually look back and see was there a way we would have you know better. done better and then this help us now to focus on the future if such an event you know occurs uh. Mm. Uh, when it also comes to patterns uh, we we've, we've uh, in chess you are presented with uh, so many pieces on the board it is up to you as a player to see uh, how do we exchange these pieces with my opponent such that i'm left with a sim- with simple pieces a uh, few pieces that will uh, help me come up with a simple checkmate pattern so chess teaches you the art of uh, simplicity whereby if you are faced with a certain challenge then you able your mind is able to simplify instead of uh, doing this if i do this which is more simpler and is more cost effective i'll still achieve the target timely mm. yeah yeah okay well, i like that he's gone in that direction because we would have asked that question yeah. the yeah. what lessons are you getting from chess mm. that you could easily use in life so thank you for that thank you for that <laughs> yeah. i have to follow up questions man i realize that you know this episode yeah. was supposed to be a bit short okay um you know we, yeah this is very interesting for me one is um what differentiates a chess master from a regular chess player okay number one in chess we have what uh, we call uh, ratings uh, ratings uh, they are awarded by the world chess federation uh, and then uh, when you play in a pool of players there's a certain uh, a certain software that is used and that now gives you the rating you you in chess we have uh, those people who are not rated they might be good players but they've never played in a rated game but they might be good players and then uh, we have now what we call the 
rated players uh, you know the regular players who play in what we call uh, tournaments that are recognized by the World Chess Federation by FIDE yeah by FIDE mm. and they are rated <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> so we'll have we'll have i think uh, now we'll have what we call the master candidate master candidate master is a person who's waiting to be a master then from the candidate master we have uh, we have the international masters we have uh, we ha- on the side of the women we have the women uh, grand masters and then also inside of ma- we- men we have the grand masters and then also you have you have the international grand masters uh. so it goes with the rating this the strength of the players uh. mm. you're able to even feel it uh, if uh, if my rating is uh, let's say 1000 uh, on a on uh, the one position is yeah, on, on, yeah yeah my ranking is let's say the rating is 1000 if i meet a player who's rated 1000 a genuine player who's rated 1000 i'll i'll not feel i'll feel his strength but probably we might uh, end up having a nico game mm, you'll if, span nice yeah yeah if my if my if my rating is uh, 1000 and my i meet an international grand master which is the highest uh, title in chess eh? Let's say the international grandmaster is uh, is rated around 2800 then I'll feel you know I'll not even enjoy the game mm, <laughs> you'll be on the back yeah yeah I'll not even enjoy the game anymore. yeah yeah, it's not yeah, anymore. yeah. yeah. okay so that's in regards to the ranking yeah but the from ranking. your analysis of the game what's the difference what differentiates in terms of um is it just technical qualities it how much time they spend on the game what differentiates someone who's ranked has a rating of 2800 to someone who has a rating of 500 i think it all depends with the the coaching uh, number one the coaching because the coach of the grandmaster is different from the coach of the regular players so the coaching quality the time that is spent on uh, training so you understand that uh, like in kenya for example our ladies uh, we have uh, the national champion is uh, Sasha Mongeli so i understand she spends like four hours every day on chess chess study <laughs> yeah so but as you move up uh, you now spend more hours on chess you even get people who are spending even up to eight hours on studies of chess now when it comes to a chess game it's chess, really a full time job yeah 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 there are people now who've taken up uh, uh playing chess as professional to so get their players who play professionally whenever there's a tournament they go to the tournament and then uh you know they just play like last year in uh, during the Kenya National Chess Championship that happened uh, in the month of December i remember number one was awarded awarded uh, a car so there are people who target chess as a you know as a way of making uh you know a living a living out of it as professional players there also now those who do it as coaches because not all good players can make good coaches mm. yeah so there's a difference in that but uh, there's also the issue and also comes to the issue of chess there are people who also ventured into chess players who also ventured into chess photography there are also who play, uh, people who ventured into uh you know artist fine art so you get they are they are doing uh, uh you know artwork but the theme is chess 
so it has those dimensions mm. yeah yeah okay um we keep going yeah we could uh, start getting closer yeah um similar to what we asked around the vet medicine practice um what's been your highlight for your chest journey i think my highlight for the chest journey is number one uh, being the head of delegation f- for 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 the national team <laughs> that's a good thing because you 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 know you carry the flag uh, on your back the when was this that was in uh, in Durban South Africa during the world youth that was in 2014 14, yeah and then uh, 2015 in uh, Zambia, Zambia Lusaka Zambia. yeah and then uh, what position did you lead the team to we 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 were uh, as a team uh, in South Africa we were ranked i think position can't remember well but should be position uh, top 30 top 30 yeah, in the world that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, in uh, zambia zambia remember we were top 15 okay oh yeah. wow what yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, what in zambia. and and were there also like some individual accolades uh i didn't know individual accolades because you travel as a head of delegation okay. uh, so it means uh, if there are medals and awards to be given they'll be given to the players but you you no no i'm asking yeah, that's the team yeah path? no no f- not for you but yeah. for your team were there so in as much as you maybe finished in the top 15 or the top 30 were yeah. there some brilliant really brilliant individuals on the team who yeah, yeah. In, maybe uh, performed in the top 3 top 5 yeah in in uh, in zambia remember we had a bronze in two scenarios okay yeah yeah mm. nice okay. Okay. okay so that's top 3 that's number 3 yeah, in yeah, two scenarios yeah. and uh, remembering that scenarios huh? Yeah mm. remembering that chess uh, once you go let's say if uh, if you take kids to to the African youth uh, then it is uh, it's divided in age categories so you have the under 8 under 8 hey yeah 8 hey, <laughs> years and and under and and all the youngest are yeah. they like 5 year olds yeah they are there 5 year olds yeah yeah they play in the under 8 category Five years old. Yeah, they're hey, there. Man, I'm going to give pressure <laughs> to my son now. <laughs> then we have the under what? <laughs> From the under eight, we have the under ten, under twelve, under fourteen, under sixteen, under eighteen. Yeah. So it's like two yeah, a range of two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And then we, in chess we have what we call uh, these. Uh, you know, we have girls under eight girls, under eight open. So we don't have boys. Mm. Yeah, so meaning uh, the term open is used because there are some girls who may feel they are quite strong, they can play in the in the open category. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. I what I found fascinating about that is the the young ones can also play for ages way above them, right? Yeah, they can, they can. Yeah. If they feel they are quite strong enough. <laughs> We've had like uh we have like the former world champion Magas Carlsen uh, from Norway. He was a grandmaster by age 15. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that natural or <laughs> is it a combination of natural and then just being what, what do you mean by natural like inborn in, like, yeah, I yeah. Know, like, like, like talent. Yeah, how do you be, yeah, is it a talent or does it is it also like combining that with a lot of um reading and like intense it's a, it's focus? A, yeah, yeah, I think for them it's more of a more more, more of a talent cognition because the talent has to be there mm. and then now the nurturing the talent recognition that nurturing i'm talking about uh, now putting in the funds uh, my child is talented if there's a chess tournament somewhere i have to put in the money i have to sponsor the child for the that child to take part mm. yeah. yeah sorry i keep getting more questions sorry how, how do you spot talent is it 
coming back to the things that you spoke about you know like maybe someone who's you can already see that they are able to recognize patterns more easily than others i think one of the best ways to spot talent is uh, is uh, is uh, you know bring forth the game itself mm. uh so it has to be uh, yeah, yeah. The it's it's, a, it's it's a, the scenario is like if you want to know a fast eater you have to bring the food fast exactly mm. Ex- expose them to the thing and gauge <laughs> yeah. interest yeah yeah once yeah. you expose them to the you know to the game huh? within a very short time you are able to know this person uh this this particular commander is able to you know you know catch you know or, 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 or even master the techniques of chess quite fast mm. than martin Mm. Yeah, you can already see. Yeah, it. and then mm. with chess, you know, the game is ch- in chess is like life. Because in chess, uh, once you sit down to play, the game is divided into different uh, stages, uh, just like life. So we have what we call opening. Opening is why you have so many pieces on the board. And then from the opening now we after you start now exchanging the pieces, you know, you now head in into what we call the middle game. And then after the middle game you have your fight and then you you, you remain with very, very few pieces on the board we go now to a stage that we call the end game where you have very few pieces on the board and then now you either fight for a draw or a win similar in life where we have the opening where a child is born you know we have the middle game mm. where you get married <laughs> life things cycle. like that mm. and then you have the end game in your 60s where you need to cool down So chess kind of uh, it, it gives you an opening that uh, that that in s- certain stages what do you need to do mm. <laughs> similar like in life yeah mm. as a you kid know, you have yeah. a lot of options yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can make errors here and there so many possibilities yeah, so many yes, possibilities. yeah, yeah. just like in life whereby in the middle game you get married you know you you do so many things yeah preparing for your end game whereby you don't want so many things on there <laughs> within your life yeah. you just yeah. want to relax yeah. i like that yeah. i could see how many how, how it would end up that chess has a lot of books written about it because yeah. clearly a lot of philosophy could be attached to this 100% yeah in reflection to life as as we wind the whole chess uh, conversation yeah. yeah probably you have a question as well mine would be quite simple probably at any one of the ones we would have started with yeah, yeah. so in football uh, not a fun yeah but i assume in football yeah. the idea is to put the ball into your opponent's net, net. as many times as yeah, possible yeah. given that duration yeah. isn't it yeah. and swimming is get to the end of the pool faster than everyone else exactly what's the thing for chess in order to win huh? yeah so like i said uh, or what, what when you're sitting what yeah, are you telling yeah, yeah. yourself this yeah, is yeah. the thing i'm doing yeah when uh, you sit down the m is uh, what we call checkmate checkmate is whereby you surround the king the king has nowhere to hide okay your opponent's king yeah so the goal of chess is to have a checkmate so in as much as uh, you know in a, on a chess table things happen so many things happen on a chess board but you always have to be cautious of your king safety mm. always be cautious of your king safety otherwise you might diverge and then all of a sudden you hear checkmate he's gone because you never saw a combination from uh, your opponent that would lead to a checkmate, checkmate. so yeah. the goal of chess is to checkmate your 
opponent. opponent. Yeah. Is the king the most important piece or the strongest piece? Maybe that's a better question. Is the king the strongest piece? In chess, we have different pieces or what we call chess men. And uh, the most important uh, piece in chess is uh, the king. We actually, we don't even have uh, points for him. Uh, so mm-hmm. we say he's priceless because he never leaves the board. You cannot capture the king. He only surrounds mm-hmm. the king, mm-hmm. but you can't capture the king. After the king, we have the strongest piece on the board is the queen. The queen, in chess term, we say he has nine points. And then from the queen, we have what we call a rook. Uh, five points. And then from the rook, we have a piece that's called the bishop, three points. The knight, three points. And the foot soldiers, or the pawns, one point. Ordinary one. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> remember, <laughs> pawns yeah. can also start a winning game. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Can can the pawns, uh, and this is just looking yeah. for a metaphor for life, <laughs> but can the pawns uh, checkmate a king? The pawns can checkmate a king. We've had that. Oh. And uh, also remember that uh, uh, when you're starting the game, the pawns are on your side of the kingdom. If you are playing white, it means you are ranked number one, number two, or we call the royal ranks. If the pawn closes over to the other end of your opponent's, uh, you know, territory, yeah. then you can promote the pawn to any piece on the on the board. Interesting. <laughs> can, the, can a pawn become a queen? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The pawn can become a knight. Neither rise. It never arises. I remember. I don't, do, you so, remember, do you remember a line from The Wire? Who was it? Um, just pawns. I've I've used that line in a couple of things oh, yeah. as an actor. I yeah. have to remember that yeah. line. But one so out of my favorite. Who was saying this? Anyway, um, uh, I, I remember it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nice. It feels like we are rapping mm. a bit about mm. the the two distinct parts, mm. but I feel there's slightly more we could do around the upbringing. Uh, and poetry just a bit uh, as we wind up the episode. So unless you have something, Commander. No, no, no. Just just yeah. wrapping up around you know those three those two things, and then maybe you can come to a bit of their bringing. Mm. Um, maybe about childhood memories and you know things that you learned from your parents. Mm. Um, for instance, right. So you mentioned that your dad taught you chess, but you've not heard anything about your mom. And I think definitely she has a big role to play in your life. Um, what are your memories from your mom? Any lessons from her? I think my mom is uh, more of a, I'd call her a farmer. So definitely... Uh, the vet a, comes from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so definitely she loves farming and pets. She always has a dog. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think the other thing is that uh, I remember when I was doing my my veterinary seminars, uh, you know, they came to a place whereby I started charging her. Uh, and uh, I think she would also help me with uh, some ideas of how to go about, you know, and things like that. Uh. And uh, I think what I can say is that uh, you, 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 my parting shot would be even before we wind up, uh, but just an idea that has come in uh, is that uh, if you graduate or probably you've done a certain course, uh, even probably before, you know, you seek employment, you know, I think the thought of how how can I share my, you know, ideas uh, with the community. If you're able to, you know, offer some uh, some lessons that you've learned in school uh, to the community, it kind of now broadens you up. Mm. We've also seen lawyers who've graduated, you know, 
uh, you know, employment becoming a problem and then they're able to now move back to certain areas whereby they are able to teach kids in schools on different aspects of laws and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what's your relationship with your mom and dad? You... I, it's good. It's good. It's good. We've, uh, we are very close, fa- a very close family. And uh, the relationship has been very good. Yeah. yeah. How many are you in your family? What, what's your siblings growing up? We are three. So there's I, and then there's uh, my sister who's a teacher. And then now there's, uh, there's the young brother who we've lost last year. Okay. Uh, that was in, uh, it was actually in May. I remember 25th of May last year. Yeah. He rest in peace. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. So I, I remember I even lost him when uh, after, you know, coming from uh, some chess errands. <laughs> That's when I received the call. Eh? Yeah. So he was the youngest uh, amongst us, oh, but three. we are three. Yeah. yeah. For Lenny, for Lenny. Um, in terms of the continuity of the lineage, uh, are you are you intentionally bringing your kids up with them uh, uh, being exposed to chess and agriculture? Yeah, my, 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 I have two, there are two boys and a girl. Yeah. Then, uh, but what I've discovered is that, uh, uh, there's one who loves chess. There's another one who loves, uh, you know, football. So I think at this age, you just expose them to all the sports. Huh? And then, uh, probably as, uh, as years move ahead by, let's say by age 12, age 15, you are able now to see the pathways that they are taking. Mm. Yeah, but the interest is there. Okay. Yeah. It's a good thing you've seen it early. Uh, yeah. Just like uh, uh, my friend here and the son playing rugby. Yeah. <laughs> rugby is only forcing him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but he's, he's, re- he's become really multidisciplinary uh, right now. Yeah. yeah Sasani really, chess kidogo, uh, exposure kidogo. Uh, so <laughs> chessboard. Where can I get uh, a chessboard? Yeah, chessboards are all over. Now you. Then we can have you. Yeah, I'm going to have you. Who knows, man? The next grandmaster. Mm. You never know. Um, as we're getting really closer to the end, uh, the the community thing mm. feels very important mm. to you, volunteering as well. Um, just share a bit about growing up, uh, say, in the 90s in Cafete. Yeah. Yeah? And all this exposure that you guys had with art that we've gotten to chat about. I think it's really important to look at that and hopefully build such a society. Yeah, I think in the in the 90s was a, a good way to grow up. With uh, this was the era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my favorite artist has and ha, uh, is and always a Nas. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, Nas, so, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, we 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 we, uh-huh. we had to track. You know, you move around uh, checking for a person who has a cassette. Yeah. You know, if you are lucky, probably to come across a newspaper, a cutting, and then probably if you just see, you know, it was the non-internet age, mm. you know, <laughs> you, you, so I remember growing up, I, I, it was more of, uh, my area was more of sports and uh, hip hop. So, so, you know, if you move around the village, you'd, uh, Come across now the Nas songs, uh, Immortal Technique, uh, you know, 
one of the odds. It was good. It was good. You know, you know. Then, yeah, the diversity. So, so this also, I think. Uh, you know i was a listener of uh, a person who called the last empire mm. the, the yeah the last emperor you've done a song that's called uh, the jungle cats very good song mm-hmm. mm. so growing up uh emo- you know growing up in the 90s was a, was a, it was amazing mm. huh? it mm. was amazing mm. <laughs> yeah. what, what yeah. about the sense of community and like training of different crafts and then uh, i remember you know Uh, during that time, as I said, uh, you know, the internet thing was uh, quite low. And then, uh, you know, uh, the cassettes would rule the airwaves. And, uh, but what I can say is that uh, if I compare growing up in the 90s and uh, what I'm seeing now in the 2000s, uh, it kind of, uh, we were not spoon-fed with so many things. Uh, so... <laughs> And then, uh, so you'd go a very long way to probably get, you know, information that you really need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think also the, the what I can say, the society norms uh, were well, you know, guarded. Yeah. I, I think that's what I can say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all, all good. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. As we wrap up, um, with the big three, maybe? Big three, yes, big sir. Big three. Um, reading right other than chess books of course um any other book that book or books that you frequent frequently read or gift or would recommend yeah i've uh my 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 favorite artist is uh, no other my favorite other is paulo coherlo he's i uh, probably loved of him he's a brazilian mm-hmm. yeah. he's done the alchemist, the alchemist yeah. and uh there's also these uh i think john king He's done the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the book itself. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, know this. Yeah, thing. yeah. So yeah. this is a book. So uh, apart from that, uh, I think I'm a fan of, uh, you know, uh, reading chess books. So we have uh, a writer and also a chess player. He's called uh, Gary Kasparov. He's written a book that's called uh, How Life Imitates Chess. How life imitates yeah, chess. Yeah, how life imitates chess. Then uh, I think when it also comes to music, I'm very broad. I'm a fan of uh, a group, a reggae group, uh, uh, that I think uh, they, would re- they were releasing their songs in the 80s. Uh. They are called the Ethiopians. Uh. Ethiopians. And there's a song that they've done, uh, which I love so much, it's called Another Moses. The reason why I love the reason why I love that song is that it gives me uh, the the you know it kind of open up my mind that what I what I say cannot be accepted by everyone, <laughs> and then uh, it also gives me the the you know the like the know how to appreciate people's opinion. Yeah, mm. got it. Um, number two. Number two. Um, if you're to have dinner with uh, two people, yeah, yeah, dead or alive, uh, once yeah. in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and it could be separately or together in a round table. On a round table, uh, who would these people be? And this this answer we always say is for now, yeah. meaning tomorrow you could change your mind and yeah. change yeah. the pair. Yeah, yeah. Who would these people be? Mm, if uh, let's say if I was a uh, to have dinner 
Uh, minus my wife of course eh? yeah. <laughs> shout out the yeah, wife yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. good save yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, uh let me see let me see let me see i i think i love olive barrows okay yeah <laughs> who is olive barrows yeah. we'll google google's very fast google Uh, who else would be on the table? Uh, let's see. Yeah, then uh, let's see. Another person on the table would be would be would be <laughs> Olive That's Barrows. A She's yeah. a journalist. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then uh, I think the other person would be uh, <laughs> trying to think of it. Trying to think of it. Mm. Uh. Must it be Alidi or even no, 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 no just no, 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 no. a just Anyone. a dinner for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. someone yeah, who you don't want yeah. to pick their mind, yeah. you spend quality time with them, get exactly. to know them, yeah, yeah, learn yeah. from yeah. So I think Olive Barrows and uh, probably the other person would be Ababu Namwamba. Ababu, Ababu Namwamba. Ah, we can make that happen. I, 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 love, his, happen. I love his ideas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we know Abu. <laughs> Abu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows people. He knows people. Why Olive Barrows? Uh, uh. I think you know you know we you know in Kenya we have this uh, culture of uh, I don't know whether it's my culture yeah. but I usually watch news at nine when I'm taking supper. Mm. <laughs> mm, yeah, you, you took that so, from your parents. Yeah, 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 kind of from my parents. So I, I love a presentation on TV, ah, yeah, okay. engagement, oh, so smart, uh, with the, with eloquent, audience, quick yeah, with mm. the audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And why Ababu Namomba? Ababu, I think I love the way he's uh, you know developing the Kenyan talent. You've seen we were in a ban when it comes to football. Ah, he's FIFA. been able to rectify that, and I think I think uh, you know the way he's just bringing everyone on board when it comes to sports, the conservative sports like chess, Go and off. then also the traditional sports like you know football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this point, I think, because of your inclination, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah, it makes sense why you don't yeah, sit yeah, with him. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe, um, Ababu Namomba, if you're listening to this, please. Um, we'd we'd love you to have dinner with Moses. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and come to the podcast and after come to that. The podcast. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. to the podcast after that. All right. Um, and then the last one is, um, if you're on stage somewhere, um, and with all the greats, yeah, including Ababu Namwamba, you know, he's 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 one of the people that you'd like. Um, you think he's doing great things, um, but you didn't have a chance to speak. But you had a message. Let's yeah. call it a quote mm-hmm. written on your shirt that mm-hmm. you know would resonate across the continent um, to al- all the Africans. Yeah. What would that quote be? What would that message be that you'd want every African, every young person, every old person across mm-hmm. the continent to hear, and maybe use as a reference point or anchor for their lives? I think uh, my message would be. Uh, Let's simplicity define life. Let simplicity define life. Yeah. Simplicity we used to say. Do you know, that's, reggae. <laughs> that's reggae. That's reggae. <laughs> how, how do you say this one? <laughs> I, as he's looking, oh, sorry. As he's looking into that, yeah? How do you say it? Mosi Oyatunya. Fantastic. The smoke that thunders. The smoke that <laughs> the thunders. thunders. Okay. Yeah. Is that another of your... What does that I, mean? I actually want to jump into that. Uh, Probably up and your Abu Atakata. But anyway, iyo kachat chicha tu ya katikati. Um thank you very much Maze. 
Thank you. May the dinner with Ababu <laughs> Namwamba happen. Happen very very soon. Uh, you. You're definitely one one of the sports minds we need to have more conversations with, especially yeah. linking up with the government, Maze. Yeah. Uh, and Asante for your time. Karibu, karibu. Sante sana. It's, uh, it's been a pressure. Yeah, Mose, <laughs> thank you so much. We've taken a lot of your time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope you're not late for your next engagement. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll create time been, for every uh, that comes Lovely, ahead. man. Thank yeah. you so much for your kindness and yeah. generosity with your time. Thank you for sharing your stories. I think there's a lot more that could be covered. You want yeah. to say that about every guest? Because yeah. guess what? They're busy being born and so there's a lot that they're doing. We haven't even touched on your poetry, yeah, yeah. man. Speaking of which, <laughs> Tears of Okoko, the African drum. The sun rays seldomly die off, ushering in an African night in the hinterlands. From the pregnant silence of the rainforest, folks retire from herding, one by one. Osuka! 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 The man calls. Wake up, my little son, the enemies are here. Whistling sounds of poisoned arrows call out, flashing out like glowworms of a Kruger Park. Like the smoke that thunders, Mosi Oatunya. Ashi mist arrests the eyesight. Osuka watches as shelters perish. A mighty kingdom loses its glory, fame, prosperity. Silence. An echo whispers like a passing Limpopo breeze. Viva African drum. Viva African drum. Viva African drum. Viva African drum. This is a first stanza from Tears of Okoko, the African drum, by our guest for the day, Moses thank you so much we appreciate you um wish you lots of happiness where can people find you and your work on social uh, media yeah i'm on social media it's uh moses kwereba uh moses kwereba gadua on instagram yeah Twitter, instagram x x facebook yeah facebook yeah <laughs> yeah i'm all over thank you so much <laughs> moses um may you be happy and may you be peaceful appreciate your time and all the lessons you've shared with us today Thank you so much, Viva. 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 Stay busy being born. And yet your guest, to our guests, I'm sorry, not to our guests, to our audience, thank you so much again for listening to this episode. We're so happy to be back for this episode. Um, and yeah, journey with us. And I hope that um, just like how we're doing, you're learning from our guests. And um, yeah, we appreciate you all very much. Um, you can find us online, um, Instagram and X at busybeingborn underscore. Um, on Facebook, we are at the Busy Being Born and uh, Be- Busy Being Born podcast. I haven't said this in such a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, yeah, and then obviously you can find us on our website, busybeingborn.africa. That's what's up. Stay engaging this year. Our interaction with you is coming uh, way earlier. The physical thing, yep. hopefully the before our birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Myself, Kamande and Abuz. So see you soon. Otherwise, stay busy being born. We have been your duo. Kegodu. Kamande. And as you always say, if you're not busy being born, then you're probably busy not leaving. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do look out for more from us. For now, Kwaheri.